ain't good for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You have tuned in to the Flyest Sports and Entertainment Podcast. This is Stat Lines Matter. I am your host, Mark Stewart, here with my co-host, the partner in crime, Mr. Rob Hunter Jr. Yeah! He's excited. He's fresh off of vacation in the uh, south of France with his family because he does it like that. His shirt was unbuttoned it was. real low. It was, and I was just riding around the Miami Vice music. Right. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I around, and I had on a gold chain with a, a eagle hanging from an eagle pin. That's awesome. Did you enjoy your you enjoy your break? Yeah, yeah. It was long, a little beach uh, action, a little arduous. Uh, I'm I don't know if I'm if I don't I don't know if I'm built to be nowhere for seven days with with all my kids. And we went with another family, and so it was five boys, all under the age of uh, 13, 13 oh. and under. Oh. So mm-hmm. you know, I think I could do it, but I think the kids got to be a little older. So that was that was rough on me, um, and I also underestimated greatly uh, how much money you needed to be somewhere for seven days. Vacation's not cheap. No, 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 no. Because because you like all right, I just paid one thousand dollars for right. the week, and you know we got gas and we're going. You nah, know, then, you got dinners and man, d- yes. Dinners, drinks, and, yes, drinks. Because drinks stuff. are expensive, but drinks are even more expensive. Yes, yes, because the, the drinks, on. the drinks is like to get you to feeling good. Then right. after you start feeling good, now you're drinking. Yeah, now we drink. Yeah, and then you got to have the bottles at wherever you stay. Yeah, couple with what you gonna do when you yeah, go you out. Have to, yeah, and what you have to do is you have to just revert, like divorce yourself from the money before you go. Like you just gotta, this is gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so that was um. You know, so by so it was a Saturday to Saturday type deal, and by Wednesday I was like, "God damn, what the, you feeling the stress?" I was man, yeah, I was just I was blinking and shit, you know, all like <laughs> rapid blinking, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the kids so, don't know. No, nah, the kids having a they, ball, yeah, because can, they had like can you get mad, more slushies. They had mad like the breakfasts were all like was pancakes. it like an all inclusive? No, of no, vibe? we were cooking. We, oh, okay. Yeah, we were stayed at uh, well, you know, um. Oh, like one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you rent a house type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had like so it was like mad waffles and pancakes and bacon and different cereals and uh, all type of uh, pop tarts. Like they so they, it was a smorgasbord for them. Yeah. And so they and then we had mad coffee and espresso and and all type of stuff and mimosas. So, so Bloody there, Marys. I already told you about the struggle with the mimosas. So that's because that's a whole different thing in yeah. addition to the drinking yeah that's a different because that price. is that is not drinking yes those are mimosas yes they're very different totally yeah. yes that's it's not like, that doesn't even count as drinking yes although you can get smooth messed up <laughs> on a ridiculous amount of mimosas <laughs> but and you, i i tell you this from absolute but you have experience. to have a ridiculous amount of champagne yes and that's the thing cases it's, on deck and yes. i say cases with a like plural yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's that's how you make cases plural yeah when you say sis <laughs> but um but anyway yeah man it was it was it was a good time um the kids they <laughs> cases we had uh just and the kids like going to the beach every day wakeboarding all that stuff so oh wait cool. so your your kids do white sports I mean, you bring the wakeboards to the thing. I mean, what what what's 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 a black sport in the water? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. I so don't, yeah, yeah. Champagne on the beach. I'm just saying, but if you black and you inside of the water, then you're you gonna be doing white. You're gonna be doing white shit. What are you doing in the water? Getting into the beach is some white shit. You know what I'm saying? Because black folks, we just don't do that. So nah. you I go be, to the beach and never go in the water. That's okay then. That's black. Like, I won't go to a beach that doesn't have like that's black like, service like to the beach. What do you mean? 
Like, like, like waiter service. Oh, I ain't never been to nothing like that before. Really? No. I won't go to the other type. It'd be like the beach where you got carry on stuff. I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I, I did a live while I was carrying mad shit to the beach. I almost <laughs> passed out. My wife, my wife suggested that once, and I gave her a look. Like, we could just carry our carry our own stuff. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I highly <laughs> don't recommend it. <laughs> the worst. And and because I want to, you so, got to go to one of those resorts where they bring you the stuff so, so you can relax. So that's my, the whole point of well, it. And my point is, is that's I learned a lot from this experience. The yeah. experience was good because the kids had a good time, and somehow my wife had a really good time. Uh, but me, like the stuff I wanted to move and shake. You know what right. I'm saying? I wanted to do a little bit of shopping. I wanted to go out for lunch. I wanted to do. So, all are that. you one of those people who go on vacation and try to do all the extra activities? Because like me and no, my wife go, we no, don't do anything. I want to do all the fly shit. Yeah. I don't want to go like, oh, we're going to swim with the dolphins. Yeah. Unless I wanted to swim with the dolphins. But I really just want to be out having drinks and be in fly settings. And festive. Yeah. Yeah. That's the what cool I want. cool music that yeah. you don't hear at home. Yeah. I want to, yeah, I yeah. like to go to like the little jazz, whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or oh, they playing, you got the dude playing yeah, the brass yeah, drums. Yeah. Af- Afro beats, all yeah, that. Yeah. 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 With somebody that's being severely underpaid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not if you tip them. Yeah. Well, yeah. But after you leave, if you leave the, the, the beach, you, you go can't back worry home. about that. Yeah, but I'm saying he out there struggling. <laughs> but you take care of him while he's there. He out there. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> you got to hook him up. And he taking all your requests. <laughs> hey, 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 do you know? Uh, can hey, you play uh, "Juicy" hey, by uh, Notorious B.I.G. on the hey, metal drum? Can you drums? play uh, "Get Low" by Little John and the East Side Boys? It's like I, I think I know that. One. <laughs> I know that the the white people love it. So I, <laughs> I will play. I will play for you. <laughs> you know who's not having a great time right now? Who that? Abroad. Oh, man. ASAP Rocky. Man, ASAP. He's over in Sweden. Jammed up. Caught up. And <laughs> and, and um, <clears throat> the president has gotten involved. Did you see his tweets? Puts me in a weird spot. And not me. Because he's over there like, because here's the funny thing about the angle. He makes it seem like free and ASAP Rocky is a service to the African-American people. Like, he's, like he just weighed in on reparations sure. or something. Sure. Like, like I, look what I'm doing for the African-American people. I don't know ASAP. But that's that's why he's doing that, and he knows that. Yeah, he, but he I knows. don't... It's window dressing. But I, it's window dressing if you have that much investment. Now, as a music industry guy... Well, yeah, if you was managing him. Yeah, if it was a music like, industry you'd be individual, like, no, I would not up. want my artist in that position and if i had the power of the white house no matter who was in there yeah. to help my artists get through situations internationally i would totally engage but i don't know him like that so as a member of the black community he's not doing me me a service well well no and i think i think i think you know like i said it puts me in a weird spot because anything that trump is for i'm against so so, so like Trump could be like, yeah, man, I, I think I'm coming around this reparation thing. And I'd be like, they, they've done enough. <laughs> done enough. <laughs> like, like I'd just be like, cause hey, I, that, that's how that's how far man, you are. Yeah, with like I'm like how he is for Obama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I know, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm. If Trump is for it, just mark me down for against. Okay. And so now I'm like, and so obviously we've heard the comments that that uh, ASAP Rocky has made, and I, just, I also want to say that I find it ironic. That a man that can't go nowhere, get nowhere, his street name is ASAP. But he is stuck 
You know, you know he going to have a hard time with the fellas when he get back. Like, yeah, we can't call you ASAP no more. You are, you are, hold up, Rocky. You know, you hold up, Rocky. Hold up, hey, hold up, Rocky. Hey, <laughs> give me a minute, Rocky. Well, you ain't ASAP no the, more. The, the thing is, in, in um, the quote that I think you're referring to, um, it's from the, I, I guess it was a few years back. Yeah, 2016 in Time Out magazine. Okay, so he says, and I quote, why? Because I'm black. So every time something happens because I'm black, I got to stand up. What the fuck am I? Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be no political activist. I don't want to talk about fucking Ferguson and shit because I don't live over there. I live in fucking Soho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I'm in the studio. I'm in the fashion studios. I'm in these hoes draws. Disaster. I'm not doing anything outside of that. That's my life. Disaster. Now, that's a terrible quote. Disaster. Now, the question just becomes, are y'all, any of y'all giving him a pass now that he's in a predicament where his his situation has taken on a social uh, gravity? Like, like I won't say to the extent of Ferguson because nobody's died, but he's, he's hemmed up a long way away from home. Do any of y'all factor that into your thoughts, that quote? So, 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 I, so, he, you know, yeah, he has since, he has since come out, right? Uh, not since, but he came out like a couple days later on the Breakfast Club and tried to clean it up. You can't clean that up. Which was it was even worse. Okay, I, that I didn't see. Well, because he he went on the Breakfast Club and he says, you know, he, so uh, Charlemagne said, were you misquoted or did you misspeak? And he goes both. <laughs> so so how you gonna have both? He's I, I misquoted and I misspoke. He said, yeah. yeah, that they both. He said both of them happened, but then he said a couple of things that really pissed me off, and it let me know that you should just stop talking about. He said that they were talking about you know black uh, the police brutality. He said he can't speak out on that because he's not doing anything to to help it, and he said that uh, you know he's like and he said well, how come it's got to be when a white man kills a black man? How come it can't be when a black man kills a black man? And Charlemagne said you do realize those are two different things. And and so and then he and then he said, well, okay, you know, if I'm over in London and something happens in L.A., how am I supposed to speak on that? And I'm like, okay, so okay, by by your own, you know, metrics, if you're in Sweden and we're over here on the mainland, should we not be speaking about I, it? Why should we give a fuck? You know what I'm saying? Why are you over there now? Overall, right? I don't want the brother jammed up on these on this type of situation, you know, because. I can't let his ignorance in 2016 or whatever it is now affect really the overall what's going on here. At least, so I want him obviously freed. Now, did you did you see the footage? No. All right. So th- these uh, little Pepe Le Pew looking guys, like two of them, they they couldn't have weighed more than 120. Are kind of like following these guys around and and they're harassing them and. You know, multiple times, you know, uh, he's got this big John Coffee-looking bodyguard. Like, hey, man, you better back up. I'm about to slap the piss out you. You know, New York accent. I'm about to do this and I'm about to do that. And, you know, and ASAP actually steps in. He tries to intervene. He's like, look, man, we don't want no problem with you. You know what I'm saying? Please back up, man. Please, man. We don't want to fight y'all. We don't want to. He turns to the camera because now there's uh, cell phones out. He's like, we don't want no problem with these guys and the... uh, the, so the, so eventually there's a bit of an altercation between the, what looks to be the bodyguard and what looks to be one of Pepe Le Pew. And they get the fight, and then the, the guy's headphones get he – he uses them at a, as a weapon, and they end up on the ground and destroyed. And 
And they, but that stops. So that, that altercation gets broken up. They're walking away. And then somehow, flash forward, ASAP Rocky is tossing one of the Pepe Le Pew guys literally across the street, like just tossing him. And in my, okay, in my mind, I'm like, this, you got to have the worst crew ever. Because as being the principal, why is your crew not telling you, get this way, just go? How do, how do you get caught up in, and you got a bodyguard? It's like the worst bodyguard ever. How I end up fighting for my bodyguard because the bodyguard wasn't coming after ASAP. <laughs> the bodyguard was, the, the, I'm sorry, the uh, Pepe Le Pew wasn't going after ASAP because he didn't know who he was. He was going after, or just, he was like, hey, man, why do you break my headphones? Like, this is what he's asking him. Like, hey, he was following him. I need my headphones. Somebody's just reaching their pocket, took out four, $500 and got that guy out of there. Or you just, if you want to really handle it, t- get ASAP away. And I have a, I have a bodyguard. Why, why are they on foot? They, you know, I guess they probably like, I, that part we don't know. But, I mean, they may have been walking I'm, around. I'm dead serious. Shot. Like, why are they, like, was it daytime or nighttime? It was daytime oh, in it was Sweden. Day. Yeah, daytime oh, okay. in Sweden. And, he, and so maybe and, they were shopping and I just like, I know, I know ASAP got to be, they both in jail. He got to be like, I'm in here for fighting for my bodyguard. He's like, hey, you fired. <laughs> he like fired him in jail. Like, he got to yeah. fire that guy. Because... It was the bodyguard. But I just think in the, I think in the rap world too, the the artist from time to time has to show that they they have a a toughness about them. Otherwise, you don't want to be I, see because we you but, but you can't go age, get no points for, for but, slinging but, Pepe Le Pew across. But no, no, the no it's like not that. about it's not about points though. But like look at it from this because we come from a different era. We come from the R and B era, so everything is about that dude's a star. We protect him, and then and then the goons do goon stuff, and then the R and B guys sing to the girls. That's how it was. Hip hop is the the construct is different. Yeah, but you bang. So at some point you gotta you have to show why you're part of that culture, like because the culture propelled you based on certain ideas. Now, granted, this is a, a rap guy who's into fashion, and this is a different type of thing. But he probably looked at it as a golden opportunity. To sh- like, like I could take this guy. Yeah, it's a winnable. It's a, <laughs> he's it's like, a winnable match. He's like one fifteen. Yeah, like you know, you know, let me let me show I can still. Yo, yeah, I, I'm from Harlem. Yeah, and, and so, but I just, and not to make light of it, but like I, I, I would imagine on some level, all those things are going through his head. But to your point, he's too important to whatever his economic sort of area is because he's not just taking care of himself. I'm sure he got. The yeah. dudes around him, the bodyguards, the people—you know—he he represents economics to a lot of people. Because at some point you got to get him out of here. People got to protect that. Yeah, and just get him like, out of here. But where's the car service? Where's the driver? Like, why are y'all even on foot like that? But he—he like, he had a bodyguard who he ended. But up what I'm saying is fighting for. But, but here's what I'm That's, saying: you're the worst bodyguard in the history of all bodyguards. But but what you're I'm big saying is, and you're black and you're muscular for nothing. But the bodyguard is supposed to really more than anything, just get you sort of finesse you out of situations because it's never about like physically it should never come down to him physically having to enforce anything unless somebody's literally lunging at you or whatever but what they should be more adept at and the best security guards that i've been around have not been the super big guys they're guys who wear suits and earpieces kevin costner yeah and the guys that move you yeah, like swiftly. move you out and go. Okay, the car's over here we're going this way sure he's in the car he's gone so the altercation it's it's yeah. it's still trying to resolve itself, and then, dude is at the hotel. Well, and I'm gonna tell you the, the biggest problem that that Mr. Rocky is gonna have is this is on film. 
he was the 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 uh, aggressor in the footage that you see. He was being harassed the entire time. Right. And, but at the same time, when the when the footage breaks, he this dude literally is like morphing into Black Panther, tossing this guy from one cobblestone of the, to the other side of the street, <laughs> up against the curb. And then after he falls, ASAP starts dropping Bushwick Bill type Fifth War Bs on him. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, oh, boom, boom. Like, uh, then they all converge on him. And so there's no way that he's going to be able there's to. There's no, get... if you're one of his guys, there's no way you can let him do that. Exactly. No so, but, but, so, but I haven't seen, let me say this, like, overall, I haven't seen the footage. I don't know what happened. I don't want this for him. Obviously, none of us do. Those of us part of the industry, the black community, the hip hop community, which is everybody, we, we want to see him not locked up in solitary confinement. Uh, which is what they're saying that he is over there. They're not being treated very well. But I will say this, you know, I've traveled. When you were in other places, even when you were in other people's hoods, you in other people's cities, you have to conduct yourself like a guest. And you have to uh, to operate from that standpoint. And I think when, you, um, when you're dealing with an artist, you have to put the artist's well-being first. So when something happens, the idea is to get the artist out of harm's way to get them out of uh, any kind of bad situation and whatever. So Well, unfortunately for ASAP, we're not taking his posture in 2016 with the Ferguson riots. You know, people, right. people are engaging and want him free. And yeah, even and though is. we're not in the same country, like you say, if you're in London and some something bad happens to black people in L.A., you 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 can't help that. Oh, when he come yeah. back, he going to be some type of activist. Yeah, hope, yeah, yeah. I want to see you the, the braids out. And it needs to be a fro or either Dr. King cut. It need to be one of the two. And you need <laughs> what about to, the Barack Obama. And you need to do a song. Like I think we gotta we can replace the do- we can we, we can replace <laughs> like the Dr. Need, King. You cut need to do a book. song with the most Afrocentric, like you need to do a record with Bahamadia or something. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> He went. He went full Bahamidia on y'all. Like you need to do a record. <laughs> you need to do a record. I was gonna say most deaf, and then you just stopped me because yeah. I can't. <laughs> he went Bahamidia. Yeah, Bahamidia. Yes, for those that you don't know, Google, nobody knows. Google Bahamidia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, five um, o'clock in the morning. You're gonna you're gonna do the lyrics. <laughs> Where you gonna be? Wow. <laughs> so you you obviously mess with her a little bit. I, I just thought she was weird. You know, I I never seen anything like that before. Like that was rapping and just like it was weird looking to me. Bahamadia was like, it was like scary stuff. You know, for me, like it was like everything that I did not want. In she got a real shot though because we know her name. She she got pushed. Well, 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 yeah. And you just you know you have this uh, dry afro and you have a gap in your mouth and you're short and you got on you have on you look like so you your all your thing is about her physical appearance. Well, and she had a rough ass voice. It sounded like she did not sound like she that. had been smoking. There's never been a rapper that all type like of that. cigarettes since she was seven years old. Like, she almost, you can't be named Bahamadia and smoke cigarettes. She might smoke weed. I doubt she's smoking cigarettes. Be, be, beaties. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, terrible. We are. Hey, episode, say, but Bahamadia, if you like the show, man, thank you. Appreciate your support. <laughs> you got love for SLM. We got love for you. Well, at least shot her song out. Like, did she ever yeah. like? Just, I think I think it was five o'clock in the morning. I think that was her. We'll big go hit. check out five yeah. o'clock in yeah, the morning. Go, yeah, y'all, y'all get it. All if if and if y'all ain't streaming it, put it up on there for a week or two. Let her get some bread. Exactly. Um, 
last week we did a uh, episode almost entirely uh, dedicated to one of our favorite comics, Eddie Murphy. Um, we basically what we did is we just because from time to time, kind of like what we've done on this episode, is just rabbit hole. We've just literally allowed ourselves to go deeper and deeper into one topic. So we thought, like you know, since we've done it a few times and we've had the rocky conversation across many plat, you know, many uh, episodes. We decided to talk about Eddie Murphy, and we did that. Now, ironically, in that same week that we dropped that, they announced that Eddie's might be coming back to do uh, a Netflix special. I saw, um, yeah, I saw Eddie on um, Jerry Seinfeld's Netflix show, riding uh, in cars, getting coffee or something. Comedians like that. Riding, riding in cars, cars getting, getting coffee, coffee which Ed, was fantastic. You saw the one with Eddie Murphy? Yes. Yeah, yes, it was great. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Eddie, but you know what's funny when black people, I, I say this when black people move to LA and you've been out in LA too long, you get, there's a weirdness that that comes over you that don't come over people living on the East Coast. Really? Elaborate. This, it's just like, like, it's the way he talks. Like, you from Jersey, man. Stop that shit. <laughs> well, or you from Long well, yeah, Island. And he got a gluten free woman now, too, on top of that, that he's procreated with. So, that, oh, no, get it. Don't yes. get it messed up. Eddie procreating with every woman he ever been with. Yeah, but that this, man is, got the, like this is the kids. first one where he, he got like the gluten-free. A, he like an African king. Like, he probably getting soy in his stuff like you now. Hey, man, that's soy is because of uh, lactose intolerance, and you don't yeah, know. Yeah, but his ain't because of that. You don't know that because you're half white, so you can digest that. Your, I can. Your people can digest. And I like mayonnaise. Is that is that a thing? Is that a white? <laughs> yeah. Look at, look I don't really like mayonnaise. Frizz, you like mayonnaise? <laughs> oh wow! Wait, black people don't like mayonnaise. Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, so you like mayonnaise? Yeah, no, I need mayo. Oh, what about y'all like mayonnaise? I like mayonnaise, but I'm mixed. Oh, yeah, y'all mixed too. Yeah, Everybody yeah, in mixed. except for you. Yeah, except, except for me, you and me and Frizzy. But Frizzy look like he got some. He got some uh, slave master blood going through there. One hundred percent black people don't. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm genetically predisposed to not liking mayonnaise. Facts. I didn't know that. Yeah, facts, facts. That's a slave. Is there a, but I don't like mustard either. Is that a thing? No, no. Black folk like mustard now. Okay, I don't like mustard. We love. Well, I so, like, so what the hell you got on your sandwich? I like um I like Dijon mustard. I don't like that yellow what stuff. What the hell? You would like old fancy ass. Yeah, oh, man. And I, and I like. Yeah. Oh, do you have any gray poupon? No, and then I like all the different versions of the Dijon, like because they 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 mix it up. They got different stuff. Like you I, can get different versions. <laughs> so wait a minute. But that yellow so mess, I'm good on. So that. you put gray poupon on your double cheeseburger? I mean, I I'd rather have a cheeseburger without mustard. Really? So you, you put the ketchup on that? Not a huge ketchup guy. Is this guy is this a communist? What, what are you? What is this? I'll eat ketchup, but I'm not a big ketchup guy either. I'm not a barbecue sauce. I like barbecue sauce. Oh, bar- barbecue sauce is fantastic yeah. on on anything. Yeah, like if you get a like in a perfect world, you get a cheeseburger with some cheddar cheese, barbecue sauce. Sure. Sweet baby Ray's. Just a not little bit. sweet baby Ray's. Sure you can. Don't love that dogs. What are you talking about? It's like it's, that's their standard. You so, what, what type of barbecue sauce? You know the you best like? barbecue sauce. You don't. Find, it's hard to kind of find down here. It's you open would. pit. They got that at home. Yes. And in Chicago. <laughs> no, this open fool, pit. This yes. fool. Okay, so <laughs> those of you that can't see, we have a guest here, and he and he comes to my house, and he brings friggin' open pit. Open pit is the bomb. It's, it's got not, a little spice to it. It's got not. a little kick. Anyway. Sweet baby rays. <laughs> well, anyway, man, like <laughs> yeah, back so, to Eddie. 
So, <laughs> so Eddie, but Eddie, here's the thing that's that's brilliant about Eddie. You notice this? I can't believe he just said that open pit. No, you might do. Argument before because <laughs> I want to put it on every fries, open pit and fries, amazing. Anyways, uh, <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna go that far. Um, <laughs> here's the thing: watching Eddie and Seinfeld, two guys that I didn't realize kind of started together. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I didn't either. like literally at the same points yeah. in their career, um, coming through the same comedy Long clubs, Island. East Coast, yeah. Long Island, and, and working those same areas. It was just like super fascinating to to watch both of these like comic giants um, really dissect the the world of comedy and 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 sort of the brain of a comedian. Sure. And and watching Eddie, somebody who's like doesn't he Eddie doesn't have to be funny every day to live the life that he lives. He's mm-hmm. he was funny thirty years ago, and the way his deals and things got done. It allowed him to continue to live life without having to be on that edge of like writing funny jokes or getting funny jokes and and delivering them. But the brilliance of him is that every now and then, and just watching them both casually, just gems were just coming out. Sure, of just gems. No. Like you were like, man, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the, sh- the shoes and the fighting had me crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys yeah, if haven't, you haven't seen, seen that part. it, if you haven't seen it, goes like and we don't shout out a lot of stuff here, like in terms of recommendations to go watch that are not sports. But definitely go see the Eddie Murphy um, edition of uh, comedians in cars in getting cars, coffee. Getting coffee. So, so he, so he's in a he's in a negotiating a deal rumored to be worth about seventy million dollars to to come back to, to to stand up. That's very risky. So obviously, right? He the, whatever he's got going on with Netflix through this Dolomite flick is working out because right. he's 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 done the comedians, uh, the, the, the Jerry yeah. Five Jerry Jerry Seinfeld show. And now he's negotiating to come back to comedy to do the stand-up thing, which it is dangerous to a to a degree. But at the same time, I, I I'm I'm fine with it. Obviously, I'm a big Eddie fan, but given the fact that it's taken this long, I believe that he's been waiting for the the what feels right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and whatever he whatever his inspiration is to do it. Yeah. Maybe he's getting close to it, and 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 I tell you this, as a manager, seventy million dollars would inspire me to do it. Just off of that, but it is some danger because you take a guy like Chris Tucker made a comeback. I don't think it was on Netflix, but I, I think it was like Showtime. But or you remember he had a tax problem. That's why he said he. No, came no, back. he did it, but it wasn't funny. But, but he came back out of necessity. It doesn't matter. Once he gets like, it's like sports. But if you're forced to be funny and crack not, jokes, then nah, maybe, you're not, he's not no, forced. No, he. What I'm saying though, once all of the money, the transaction, the business deal, the paperwork are signed, there's the moment. I always say this when I talk about my clients. There's the moment, there's a thing that I do for them. And then there's the moment that only you can do the thing that you do. Right. Like, when you're standing in the middle of that stage in front of that mic, all the money, all that, it ain't, that has nothing to do with it. You're either making them laugh or you're not. Yeah. How we got here is irrelevant. Right. Now you got to make it happen. And I just worry because Eddie, like, I mean, we're literally, what are we, 32 years out from Raw. We are 35 35, 37, 38 years out from Delirious. Because there was some years even between that. Delirious, I want to say, was 82, 83. Right. And, and the Raw was 87. Yeah. But I think... I think That's a lot of time removed. It, it is. But I think the... I think the, the Okay. So, cursing Eddie Murphy. Like, Long Island cursing Eddie Murphy has always been, in my opinion, the funniest Eddie Murphy. And Dolomite, obviously, he's going to be saying 
you know, MF again. And I think it's important to realize that cursing Eddie Murphy is the funniest Eddie Murphy. And he hadn't been really cursing Eddie Murphy since life. So now we've got we've got him coming back <laughs> to, to Dolomite. He's going to be cursing again. Obviously, he's going to be cursing again in his stand-up, which is going to be fantastic. So I think that we get the cursing Eddie back. I think that we're going to be... But in, like he said in And Rome. he even cursed it. If y'all didn't know right, coming to America... Two has just been announced, and he was cursing in that via the uh, the, the barbers, the, the barbers. barbers yeah. You know what I'm saying? But see, here's the thing, though. Anytime and, you and, get Eddie saying "motherfucker," it's gonna be funny. But but here's the thing, and I get what you're saying. But he even said in Raw, he said like he was insulted. You can't get no curse show. Yeah, you can't. You just can't come out and just like you're not. That's not what made Eddie funny. He was wrong about that. He's no, wrong. He's Eddie wrong. can't just come out He's and the, just say curse words. He can't and win. say shit. Damn. No, you not motherfucker. Good night. You love you <laughs> yeah. love Eddie Murphy. Yeah. But there's that was a long time ago, bro. But it's still funny. He was cursing on riding the cars with the Jerry Seinfeld. Because he was, was funny. funny, not because he was cursing. Yeah, but anytime he's a thousand words, Eddie, anytime he's, you know, meet Dave, anytime That's he tries acting, to do... That's acting, bro. That's not the same he's thing. Not, he's not saying MF. You got to say MF to be maximized your funny. He could have said MF 35 times. And it would have been hilarious. No, and He is. He underestimated. He's He's more funny... When he's breaking out profanity. I'm going to let you have that. I don't. Oh, th- I just think there's some risk. I think there's some risk, particularly in, in stand-up, because you're literally walking out there. There's no script. There's no cut. There's no get another one. There's no hair. There's no makeup. There's no none of that. There's, you know, there's no, like, I transformed you from a this, and now you look like that. He literally has to go up there, stand flat-footed in the middle of that stage so and make people laugh. what is your confidence level? he hasn't level? done it. What is your confidence I, level? No, I love Eddie Murphy. I'm nervous because I don't want him to catch that L in that arena. But he's not. He can catch L's because here's the way I sort of negotiated in my brain. If he catches an L in a movie, I blame everybody but at the direction, the lighting, the, the, the like, the I, makeup, oh, this, this the, shit wasn't lit well. The grips. Like, the grips. I'm blaming everybody but Eddie Murphy. The producer, the studio. Yes. <laughs> craft services. The script, the, which he agreed to. Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you, but then I even flipped out. I'd be like, man, but they paid him. They paid yeah, him nine how million. You, how you gonna turn you that down? Turn down ten million to do that crap. <laughs> um, this is one of those ones. If it's not funny, it's on him. It's gonna be funny though. It's gonna be funny because he's you, funny. You're confident. No, he's funny. But be, look, you funny. You funny. I'm funny looking. But if I said we going down to that comedy place to the comedy club, I need you to do ten minutes. That's a long time. Five minutes. There's a black man, white man, Puerto Rican man. They all go into a bar. And the black man say, hell no. See, that's not funny. <laughs> See, because now you're trying to be funny. And now you're not funny. <laughs> hey, the black man, white man, Puerto Rican, and Chinese man jokes are always funny. Yeah, it's still not funny. But when you just see her, you're hilarious. But if somebody said do five minutes, that's a different standard. You know what I'm saying? I could do the black man, white man, Chinese for five minutes and get one. No, because that, if that doesn't have a punchline, Rob, you can't just say... Black man, white man, Chinese man, that's not funny. It, it, I, it, hey, if I, okay. That in and of itself is not funny. I'm going to be down at the comedy strip tonight, and I'm going to do black man, white man. You're not going to be at the comedy <laughs> All night. <laughs> if the punchline, okay, give us one. Give us one with the punchline. Don't, you got to come to the show tonight. <laughs> I'm not going to give him the punchline now. You're not booked tonight. <laughs> I'm not, but if I call and do it, they might book me. I would have Like I got these great. I don't know if it works. I got like these that. great I jokes. I got these great racial <laughs> I got jokes. These great. They all walk into a bar, <laughs> and different things happen every time. 
<laughs> so, but, but we're and in the worst case scenario, then you just start cursing. Yeah, I just say, oh, a black man walking in a motherfucking bar and the shit, man, it was fucked up because the black man didn't even have no money to pay. So the you white just man go paid. race and then profanity yeah, and you're in there. Motherfucker, ha <laughs> 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 That's my time. See y'all. Good night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you try that. You let me know when you run that. I'm going to come down and heckle your ass nah, in the back. I'm not because I'll let you know if it go good. I'd be like, yeah, I killed it tonight. They love all that motherfucker. Yo, that's that's hilarious. So no, but shout out to Eddie Murphy and congratulations to one of the greatest. No, to me the greatest. I mean, you can debate that on another time, but the greatest comic ever. Um, as far as we're concerned, yeah. As far as we're concerned, and he's um, making a, a, an amazing comeback, and we will see how that goes. So we're gonna watch that, and in the meantime, Eddie and his fifteen kids are gonna get seventy million. So yeah, that's always yeah. a good thing. I love when people yes. get checks. Like yes. I'm, I don't know if I'm weird, but when I hear people getting money, I be excited. Yeah, I be happy. Sure, I mean, I think, and that, I don't even know Eddie Murphy. I'm just happy, like, like, man, you know how it was good that when that when that wire comes through and you check in on that account and it's <laughs> like, it's seventy million more than whatever the millions you had of them things. Man, yeah. we going out. Yeah, yeah, we going, we going out. Or we're or we're staying in and it's coming to us. No, but but, but once it's coming, we going out. Yeah. We going, man, it's gonna be some champagne drinking. We gonna have a. Hey, you can get cheese on that. Extra. <laughs> get all the cheese you want. Uh, speaking of getting cheese. Get, speaking of getting cheese, what um, a great way to train. Uh, Zion Williamson, you know, everybody's favorite basketball player of the moment, internet sensation, first round, first pick overall. Um, shocked. I don't want to say shocked, but there was a, a battle, obviously a heated battle for his services um, with the, in the shoe deal. And... I wonder. I, I'm curious. He ultimately ends up signing with, with Brand Jordan. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing about that, it's a record-setting deal in terms of uh, amount per year. Yeah, I think I I want to say LeBron got a few more million dollars, but it was over a longer period. Mm-hmm. So it's the biggest rookie deal ever. But the interesting thing about that, and I saw, you know, you know how the internet just likes to hate. I forget who posted it, but they said that. Brand Jordan athletes have never really had great signature shoes. They say that nobody messes with those. I think it was uh, Jacoby said this, you know, from uh, mm-hmm. Jacoby, Jacoby and Rose. And, yeah, Jalen. Jalen and Jacoby. That, like, the Brand Jordan athletes don't really get big. Their shoes don't, don't, don't ring off. Whereas the guys with Nike, you know, LeBron, Durant, the guys, the Nike side, does better with signature shoes in terms of sales. But I also think that being with Brand Jordan is just cooler. So if you're going to get $75 million, which is what he got. Over five years. Over five years. What company do would you want to be with? If you could, like, if everybody's lined up and the offer is exactly the same, do you have a preference of where you're going to go? And, and, and if you want to narrow it down, because I know you're not a big Adidas guy, and I'm sure Puma's not on your radar. So if it was literally boiled down between Nike and Jordan, who you who are you aligning and with? And all the deals are the same. Every deal is exactly the same. I would probably, it's to me, it's harder to have a signature shoe with brand Jordan because it, everything is, it looks like a version of a Jordan that's not a Jordan. So you, I would probably go with Nike just simply because I can have my own signature shoe. And I know that I guess they're ha- they have some versions of those but to me, when I'm in this, when I'm in uh, House of Hoops, uh, some of these some of these uh, stores that that sell uh, a lot of Jordan and some Nike, when I see 
a uh, when I see a brand Jordan shoe, I'm always looking to see is it some some version of a Jordan or is it something else. And when I see the Jumpman, I'm always I just associate it with a Jordan shoe, not necessarily its own. Yeah, brand. a Paul George shoe or right. a Russell Westbrook. I believe. Yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, because Paul George is with Nike, no. I think. Or yeah, they, no, they have a uh, Chris Pauls with them. Chris Paul, okay. And Westbrook and a couple <laughs> others. And there's a two. woman, there's a uh, women's basketball player that I think has a Jordan shoe. Yeah, and I think I, I think what's dope, though, um, is the brand Jordan. Uh, team. I like the, the team, team stuff. Thing. And yeah. uh, there's a couple of baseball players that have their own thing going on. That's right, yeah. But um, but I would go with, I would go with I Nike. Love that. I'm not a Michigan guy, but I love that Michigan is Although a brand Jordan school. Fire. I think that's fire. They're fire. Yeah. And I love the fact that North, he got North Carolina. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is obviously yeah. his alma mater. But yeah. but yeah, man. I mean, my, my, my son, I got him some um some brand Jordan uh Jordans that the the North Carolina team shoe mm. um for his uh basketball season. And that shoe was incredible because that all the the championships that uh, North Carolina had won on the oh the wow yeah it was it was the shoe was incredible but the point is though but that's really more of a I feel like more of a North Carolina shoe not necessarily a player shoe it's do you a team uh, do shoe. you think that and you bring out a really good really interesting point do you think we'll ever get to a point where we look at brand Jordan as a brand and not just he's made like it's supposed to be a Jordan. Man, because that's two different things, I, and I never really thought about it until you said it. Yeah, I, you know that's it's it's that's an interesting question. I don't know. I think that okay. Here's the thing. I think that it's going to have to be an athlete that can obviously uh, transition to. Uh, they're going to have to be one of the top top guys. Like maybe LeBron could have done it. It's going to have to be somebody that can create their own mold or break their own mold or have their own identity or. Uh, just something that is not like, and I know that, that Chris Paul is a good player and he has his own identity, but he's still, he's not LeBron. You know, he's not one no, of these guys. Yeah, so we're not maybe going it out. may take a transit, uh, you know, uh, I was about to say tran- transient, but a, uh, you know, a guy that can, can, uh, can move past and be looked at as maybe one of the top, top guys in the, right. like a Durant. Or right. And I think, like and I think that has a lot to do with the marketing of the player and then how elite the player is. Cause you're absolutely right. Chris Paul is a great player, probably a hall of famer, but selling sneakers with that are signature to you has so much more to do. There's so much more to that than how you play the game. Yeah. And like Jordan, you have to have some sort of personality or something that connects you like a thread that leads from you to the public. And I think like LeBron obviously has that and Zion has that interestingly enough. So I think it's a good, Test case because there's people who like Zion that don't really understand the flaws of his game because he dunks and he's exciting. Right, and I think I think um, you know with the with the uh, the whole you know him signing with he's you know he did he stunned the shoe world uh, by by signing with Jordan and not Instead of Nike. Not, not with Magnati, which is which is masterpiece uh, brand. So I know that we were all. It was a two horse race. <laughs> I'm not going there. He ended up going with so now that uh I fully support my man Master P. The only thing I'm gonna say, P, if you listening, and I support I, I support your entrepreneurial efforts, both with the shoe and the movie you just put out. But if you're trying to just a little suggestion. I the name Magnani. Magnati. It, is it, it Magnani or Magnati? Magnati, but it's spelled M-O-N-E-Y-A-T-T-I. So it's it's it's, it's Magnati. Yeah, but it's Magnati. Yeah, did we? He probably shouldn't. 
They should probably shouldn't have landed on that. Well, <laughs> well, and I think that I mean you're about two decades too late. Like if you would have come out with your signature shoe. Well, why you got the hottest artist in the game, Mystical? Why you got you know Mia X? Why you got? But why you don't you have can... to stop when you're not in your moment. You don't have to stop. Come out with your shoe. Just name it better. Manyati. Because but... because you know what it is when you name your shoe Manyati, it doesn't matter what the design is. You like I'm not wearing the Magnati. They're all mostly animal print. I don't care what they are. It's like leopard. Because you can't go around. You got mad you, leopard. Because you know what you can't do. You can't get on the airplane and sit in first class. Somebody say, "Hey man, it's, what kind of shoes are those?" I mean, these the Magnatis. Like <laughs> mad boa constrictor print. Yeah, like and, and you can't even. It's not even it's, popping to be killing animals. Mad for cheetah stuff like that. print. Yeah. So I looked up how much they cost. They average around two seventy five. Is it a is is it a performance shoe or a lifestyle shoe? Just it, out of curiosity, it's a it's a it's a it's a tennis shoe basically. It's like but it's all, like a walk around. It's like a lifestyle shoe. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're, so. You're not supposed to play tennis in it. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. It's a it's a it's a. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna pull it up for you real quick. It, it just looks like one of them ugly shoes that I don't want to say ugly. It is not my style. I, Listen, I, I fully. This. I want to be clear. I fully support. The endeavors of my of my people, particularly a guy like um, a guy like Master P, who has had more success in um, you know just building business. I've built business, he's built business, but he's done it at a much higher level and made a lot of money what through independent records. But um, yeah, this shoe though, <laughs> as I look at it, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan, and I don't want I don't want to disrespect what my man's done, but. Yeah, that's not that wasn't gonna get Zion. Let's just put it that way. Well, yeah, and and so I guess he, uh, you know, I guess P. I, I think uh, if Deuce McAllister, if you're looking for another New Orleans, I'm not gonna let you do this. Legendary, I'm not gonna let you do this. Athlete, um, Marcus Colston, you know, and Deuce Aaron has Brooks. A, Deuce has a re- <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> it's available. Uh, Deuce got a, a restaurant, a sports bar down there. Oh Orleans. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Good. I was gonna pull up in it um, when I was in New Orleans last year, but we ended up going someplace close to the hotel. But, okay. But every a lot of people suggested to go to uh, McAllister's spot. Dude, I think and isn't he coaching now? He might be. But is, I mean, when I saw he had a restaurant, I don't know if that's a, you know super profitable for him or not. But again, I am supportive of my brothers doing stuff. We, like yeah, that. but I just think if you think about like Rockaway, if you think about you know uh, some of the brands that were popping. Uh, back in Some the day, of these designs are better than others. Like Carl, I'm, like Carl yeah. Kanai, all, he, he, I think that he could have really capitalized then because he had some of the hottest artists in the game, and he had a huge you know, profile. Silk the Shocker, yeah. and like every single, and he week, was big. Like he was, he big. was as big as his artist. He was the biggest artist. Yeah. That, oh, I'm sorry, he's the one that really launched right the No Limit. He was Mr. Ice Cream Man, Ghetto yeah. D. You know, um, all those records that came out. Um, I think is is a one one of his albums. I think it was a second a second big release. I know he released some stuff earlier and when he was living in Richmond. Sold five million records. Yeah, you know if you so if you're good, if you're constantly number one on the Billboard charts, like I think he did that for like a few weeks straight, like just releasing. They different were artists. literally, and I, I would say this too: what they were doing, which was really really smart. And I don't know if he sort of looked at the industry, but like major labels want to release, like in a perfect world. You want about forty. You want forty to fifty releases a year, um, just to make everything make sense. You know, different levels of priority, yeah. but you want on average close to a record a week on average. Yeah. 
they were doing oh, that independently. That. Yeah, he was killing that. Which with is the, crazy because this is and this is before the push button distribution. This was like printing. Yeah, H M V. Oh, absolutely. Eighty five fifteen yes. split. You know. Yeah. No. Uh, listen. Owned listen, all his own masters. A tip of the cap. Oh, sure. Like a real tip of the cap. That's but, a smart brother. I guess man. that's what I'm saying. That's when all of these types of styles should've, where he should have been really selling right that. there. That's you a good know? point. I would say this though, uh, P. If you're listening. Um, the one thing that I would strongly suggest, because you just made a movie, um, I got the hookup too. Okay, I I I don't know if I got the hookup deserved the sequel, but I will say this, and I'm just keeping one thousand. <laughs> Do you know what? You know we'll get a lot of runs is the Master P documentary. Yes, you do the documentary on how you became Master P, and I guarantee you. You're gonna get a better like, and you've done pretty well because you pushed it in the theaters. But the Master P documentary would get my attention. I tell you. Oh sure, sure. The the story or the No, no Limit, Limit Records. The whole no, no man. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, I took yeah. my cap to Well, and I'm I'm always interested in just you know hearing him speak and you know anybody because obviously the dude has a great business acumen and he was able to. He's a pioneer. He's a hip hop pioneer. You can't tell the story of hip hop without mentioning No Limit Records and Master P. And they did it from a place like that nobody was looking at. It. Like, no oh, representation. Like yeah. I mean, because when I got in business, I left Chicago and we went to places like New York and L.A. because that's where the industry was. He built industry in Louisiana, in the state of Louisiana, in New Orleans. Well, he chose to move. Interesting, right? He chose to move from Richmond California. to New Orleans. That's awesome. Like he had, he started No Limit. In Richmond, wow, and he so he could have went. My, my, he was in closer proximity to L.A. L.A. There, but even he though went that's back to some distance, New Orleans. Right. 